So that, that's what I like about it more than anything is, right. you know, the people I get to meet when making people happy. I mean, you know, some of this stuff's once in a lifetime, like these moose. I've probably hung probably eight Alaskan moose in the last three months, you know, and that was all from, you know, doing, you know, people see, you know, seeing Ryan's. That's pretty cool. Those suckers are big and heavy and nobody's doing that. You know what I mean? So, I mean, those are, a lot of these guys aren't going back again. So I get to hang their once in a lifetime trophy. What's going on guys? Hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday. Here's another different style of gear review. I'm going to have Jim Nakarado on this one. He's the one that created right here if I'm pointing in the right direction, but the mount for my bull, he does some amazing work, guys. It's super awesome, the mounts that he creates. So many different options. I'd highly recommend going and checking out what he has to offer. It's over on the Initial Ascent website. He does table mounts, he does wall mounts, he does mounts for the states. Like this one, I know it looks like kind of a square, but if you look at it closely, it's the shape of Colorado, where I got my first bull. So, Enjoy this conversation, guys, this podcast episode. Hope you get something out of it. Learn a little bit more about the man behind these amazing steel mounts and all the work that he puts in. Also, guys, I want to remind you of a couple things we have going on. First, we are giving away through the month of February tickets to Mountain Archery Fest and bow hitches for each ticket holder so that you can up your, your game as far as not having to carry your bow and you can go and enjoy Mountain Archery Fest. That is a nationwide event multiple locations and possibly even more to come go check that out over on instagram and of course guys i'm gonna leave the link down below so you can get in on that giveaway uh, as far as the bow hitch and the mountain archery fest is concerned and last but not least the 10,000 subscriber bow build giveaway i want you guys to be a part of that i want to give back to you especially with all the subscribers that we are having the growth Really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for that. If you're listening to this on the audio-only version, go over to YouTube, subscribe. At 10,000 subscribers, I will be building a fully built bow with all the accessories that I use on my bow for you to take home, enjoy, go hunting with, go shoot tack, mountain archery fest, all of the wonderful events for 3D shoots on the mountain. Now let's get into this conversation with Jim Nakarado, and then, of course, go and check out his mounts for whatever it is, whitetail, mule deer, antelope, elk, and more. Here we go. Welcome back, everyone, to the Redbeard Outdoors podcast. I have an outstanding guest for you guys today. His name is Jim Nakarado, and he is just, first off, he's the one that, I mean, that's my first bull there. So I get to mount my first bull on the mounts that he makes. He makes some outstanding ones. You can see one right there on the table beside him as well. It is the Iron Mountain Skull Hangers. Did I get that right? You got it right. Perfect. Right. <laughs> I don't know why I was getting tongue-tied. but So Iron Mountain Skull Hangers, they obviously work with Initial Ascent. Um, you can find them on the Initial Ascent website. And you're going to want to, after this discussion, you're going you're gonna to want to know a little bit more about Jim as well. And we'll get into that. But Jim, is he's been working, I just found this out, over 40 years in metalwork. I mean, that takes, one, it takes skill and dedication, and uh, you've obviously worked really hard in it and figured out what you like, what you don't like, and how to do things. So, uh, right. and you did the sign behind you as well, if, I, if I'm if i correct. Right. I have helped, yeah, so I've got a guy that's doing my, you know, my 
you know, a laser cut. And so we do the design to him, but yeah, everything else, you know, we all put our heads together. We dentist to everybody and, and, uh, you know, so yeah. That's awesome. But, so, so Jim, cool. for people that don't know who you are, they might've heard of Iron Mountain Skull Hangers just through initial ascent, uh, and other posts and stuff on social media, but they don't know who Jim is. So who, who are you, man? <laughs> I'm just like, I am just, a, you know, just like fabricating and hunting and outdoorsmen, you know, and yeah, they're just, you know, and the skull hanger deal that goes hand in hand. And it all started um, in 2013, I, you know, I needed a hanger. And so I built one, built one out of horses. I'd laying around, my buddies see it, they liked it pretty soon, it, you know, taxidermists were wanting them and I actually got them in a, heck, I'm trying to think what year it was. Uh, research mannequins i'm a vendor for them also um you know so they they made them legit right and it just it snowballed from there you know just doing custom stuff and you know i do other fabrication too obviously like the sign and you know i'm doing a bunch of stuff for these guys for initial ascent too but um anyhow yeah just you know just like being in the shop and building stuff and i like doing one-off stuff you know and that's kind of my deal now is the custom, the custom hangers. Like there's nothing out there. I've been doing a bunch of Alaskan moose. I'm sure you've seen those. And so, you know, Lampers is the first one that started doing the last of this background and everything. And man, I've done a bunch since then. And, uh, I've got one matter of fact, getting ready to ship to Brady Miller and, uh, it's a different design. It's another new design. So yeah, it's, you know, it's my deal. Yeah. So Jim basically is, uh, you, you've, you've never grown up. You enjoy tinkering and building things. It's like Legos for adults, right? Is that what? <laughs> kind of. I mean, there's, you know, it's a niche. I mean, you, yeah. you know, you, you have your, so when Brian Colfer saw him, his thing, he goes, he's like, dude, these are art. There's nothing like these. They're not just punched out hangers. You know what I mean? It's like, mm -hmm. and they're all made here. That's the cool thing. I support small, I'm small business. My powder coater, the horse, everything's, you know, the whole, the whole thing, the whole products, everything's made in the United States. So that's cool. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, there's, there's, there's a niche for, you know, I just kind of found it and I've got all the right people behind me, you know, and like I said, now we're using, you know, initial ascent website to set, you know, they're right down the road, but you know, we live 10 minutes apart. So it's just a, you know, it's a good, it's a cool deal. And, you know, I'm get to work with cool people. So, you know, I'm not going to retire. I mean, yeah. So, exactly. When I mean, yeah. you found something you're passionate about, and that's that's really yeah. awesome. And and honestly, yeah, it is different having the horseshoe design, and then you have some other designs as well. Um, right. I, I know for a little bit you were doing the the states. Um, is that still? Is there still a handful of those, or is that? I do. I do them last. Like, so we got this one here. I don't know if you can see it. Uh, yeah. So that's a that. that's a heavy deal. But yeah, we all the states. It's a huge deal. And I'm also, you know, I do send without last year no you're good Keep oh we on. good okay yep. so i did like so brady's i did because the moose ones are hard to ship mm. they're huge i bet yeah. so ship one to wisconsin it was like 62 bucks to send them back there from Alaska moose. so now i've done one with it with tubing it's still the alaska the state flat but it's like basically a receiver like your hitch on your track slide slide in bolt it so it's all it's all tube out from there no horseshoes on that one and 
you'll you guys you'll see it if you go it'll be a, you know like i said you know brady's gonna do some promoting for me and everything and it's a pretty cool design so it does it, i don't have to just do horseshoes i mean but that's kind of my deal i started it and that kind of sets me apart too and not everybody likes them you know but you know that's my deal and <laughs> you know so well, and that's the thing too. When you when you come out with something custom, a little bit more niche, like like you have, uh, it's not something that's going to be for everyone, which is fine. Uh, but at the same time, like people like what Brian was stating, and and when I saw him, uh, it's just different. It stands out. I know it, people can't really tell, um, and I'll I'll do a breakdown of mine after this podcast comes out, um, or even just before that. But the you know the the fact it looks like a, a rectangle, but it's Colorado right so yeah. of course colorado is the one state that it looks kind of like a rectangle but there's a slight curvature to it if you get up close to it and i'll i'll break that down but i love the idea of of having the the state behind your mount so you can always remember hey this deer or elk or moose or whatever came from this particular area and then at the same time you've got those table mounts like the one right beside you uh and yeah. i think that's pretty awesome i know there's some at the cryptech headquarters um they have some awesome mounts there as well that you've done for them all right and the uh the the table mounts are pretty sweet too eventually like uh, i was personally worried that my wife was going to tell me no on this one to be honest with you um, i thought she's yeah. going to tell me to move it to the garage she's been okay with it so far so we're slowly working into where she's okay with me having euro mounts in in my office right so right <laughs> but uh it it really you really do an awesome job and you can tell there's a lot of uh time and quality put into your hangers um so i guess why did you choose horseshoes like what was it was that stood out to you well so i grew up you know on a ranch right up and we always had horses around so you build everything out of used horses you know you don't waste them you hang yep. stuff on them so uh that's yeah that'd be cool and that's how it started oh that's awesome okay so uh and then so you so you've been hunting ever since you were a little kid uh have you lived yeah. in idaho your whole life no i grew up on the cattle ranch in california actually so yeah. Back when California yep. was beautiful. Yep. If I was out of there in 91, yeah, it's changed. I mean, people really is, I mean, where I grew up, it was just all ranching and farming. Just like, you know, just like I don't used to be. I mean, I've been here, I've been in the Treasure Valley for 18 years, you know, and watched it. The same thing's happening here that happened there. They didn't get any of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, no, it... it's just blown up. So, yeah, but so back even in. The, Go say go ahead go ahead when you were in california no i was just gonna go i was gonna say like you, you saw the stuff i did for butch you know crypto that's yep. all custom stuff like that so you know they needed that that elk up above the duke the ram all behind that table you know and jay and austin had this vision and you know it's like so that to me that was super cool to be able to do that project you know and and then uh to see it all finished with the lights in there and you know all that so when they were trying to get got it done for sheep mount outfitters, which I do their stuff, mm. and they had actually had the first spot. They were down for the sheep show, so we did that in like three days. Wow! So, but that stuff is cool, you know. That's what I enjoy doing. So, yeah. so you, you're a, you're basically a metal metal artist, 
at, at this point. I mean, you you can see things and picture things and and make them happen with whether it be horseshoes or metalwork, uh, whatever it may be. What's your favorite uh, piece that you have built up to this point? My favorite piece be a good one. So I've done. You can go. I've done two fighting rams. That's so pretty cool. They're deadheads. Cat hunters have found, and they just wanted them like in a fighting pose, and that was it. Well, so I end up pivoting them in three spots where you can change the position on them. And uh, the dude was like, they, they just you know turned me loose on this. You know, so basically I get to do what I want, and. I've done more than one since then, but I mean, that was like the first time I'd done it. The guy was just, you know, my thing is I want my customer happy and I want them, you know, better than what they expected. Right. And like, they were totally stoked with that. And, you know, it was, it, that's, it's a, it's a pretty cool piece. Like I said, you could put them in a different position, you know, like every day, you know, and so that's probably one of them, you know, and honestly, that deal I did for Butch, you know, with Cryptech, that bull elk up on that, you know, I've never, I mean, that sucker's like 50 inches off the grid, you know, but it just, that was pretty cool. It turned out neat, you know, and my deal, I just, I actually build stuff in my head. I don't, you know, be, I, I see it before I build it, you know, so, I, you know, like that case there, though, it's like, just kind of look around the shops, like, what do I have in here? Because I had to get that thing built. I wanted to get to the powder coaters. I didn't want to rattle can it. I want, this is good deck, man. I want this stuff nice, right? Oh, yeah. So, I'm starting to walk around the shop and look what I got for material and, and build it. I mean, that's a one offer. You know what I'm saying? It's that's custom, and that's that's what I really like doing. So, for sure. yeah. So if if people are wanting, for example, because you you know you obviously sell your different uh, your mounts for deadheads and and other things on uh, the initial ascent website, if they want to contact you for custom metalwork. Um, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Um, best way they can call me, just, you know, go Instagram. You can message me or, you know, my number's on there. Give me a call because we need to talk on custom stuff. Like I've done, you know, I'll, sometimes I need measurements like I did Alaskan caribou. So I need that thing put against the walls, how they want it on the wall, and then measure the distance from the wall to the, to the skull mm -hmm. so I can, you know, make sure it's going to clear and all that when i do that custom stuff and kind of like the, the moose i got the moose figured out like i said I've done it. those are you know yeah i got that figured out now but the best way is just to get a hold of me through instagram and like i said feel free to call too i mean i don't you know it's the best way talk it out and you know get you what you want so well sweet and, no that that's yeah. really cool and i i you know, metalwork is something that is, uh, it's something that I don't completely understand because I, I guess for me, I'm not an artist. I can't really envision things like even that sign behind you, like just picturing, right. you know, how that's going to look and things like that. I'm not much of a person that, that can visualize things like that. So it's always cool to me when people like yourself are able to take a couple measurements here and there and some basic ideas of what people are wanting mounted or where they want it. And you're able to turn it into something that uh, looks amazing. I mean, sure. you know, for people that don't know uh, that Cryptek, the the mount that he's talking about, I, I recommend you go and look at it. It's fantastic. I mean, it looks, it looks really awesome. And uh, when you told me you're the one that did that, I was like, wow, that's, I mean, it, you're obviously a professional and you could tell 
you've put 40 years worth of knowledge and work into that. Uh, 40 plus, I mean, what, 43 yeah. years you said it's been <laughs> yeah. since you graduated high school. So uh, not to not to age you or anything, but but to me, that's a that's an accomplishment. It really is yeah. uh, when when someone's willing to be that dedicated to a project and a career and a passion for such a long amount of time. Um, you know, I mentioned to you before we got started, most people don't even they don't even stick with a job for more than two years before they move on because they got fed up with somebody or something about the job. They got bored, you know, whatever. And, uh, and you found a way to stick with metalworking for over 40 years like that. That is super impressive. So you start in California in the beautiful parts because California, you know, I joke about this guys, but California really is. It's one of the most beautiful States in, in the United States, uh, as far as just got beaches, mountains, everything in between tons of, of wildlife available. Uh, it's just, Unfortunately, when you get people involved and uh, people with ideas that don't necessarily understand everything, I'm trying to be nice here, but basically politics has ruined the state um, because people have come in and, and, and messed things up instead of taking care of it. Uh, but in all reality, California is a it's a beautiful state um, to have been raised in and, and to have enjoyed back back then. So when you left in, you said, 91, um, you went to Idaho. Was that your actually, next? No, I actually went to Hawaii. Oh, yeah. all right. That's another That's... beautiful place that I have not yet to visit. I will get there eventually. But yeah. what part of Hawaii? Hawaii. So okay. my my wife was going to school over there. Hmm. So I got accepted to go. And so, yeah, we lived there for almost seven years. So I was a mechanic welder where I was a paper company when I was over there. So. so tell me, tell me about living on the island, because I've heard mixed stories like, I had a lot of uh, family members that one of them was stationed over there. Yeah. And uh, he said after, after about a year, he got kind of bored because you can drive around the Island in a couple hours. And so <laughs> um, how, how did you live there for seven years? What did you do while you were there for seven years? So we played a lot of, well, we played softball, fast pitch, slow pitch year round. And uh, went to actually was Hunting Lanai. Mm. way before that was popular it's crazy how that's at what you know right. watch that now how big that's gotten because you know we used to be able to do the state hunt there for you know access during move one uh, yeah when you know it wasn't like it is now <laughs> you know but yeah. the craziest thing was we used to pay two dollars a gallon for gas then thought that <laughs> was crazy <laughs> but you know um, but yeah there's there's plenty to do you figure you you know my job kept me really busy. So, um, you know, I, I still would, I still came to, came to Idaho when I lived there, believe it or not. So I'd get, you know, I didn't get Island fever. You can jump out, you can jump islands cheap then. And, you know, there's plenty to do. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, but, so with your time there, uh, you know, you, you mentioned you were hunting axis deer and mouflon. Um, did you ever get into boars? Like, did you ever do the knife boar hunts? So, so there's there's actually hogs on Oahu. No, because I so I grew up doing that. We had a ton of hogs at the ranch, so I've been through that mm. catching with the dog, all that deal. So I could really care less about hunting hogs. It was cool to go hunt, you know, the sheep and the deer. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, and there's so Lanai on that day. Oahu has plenty. Yeah. It's like, so, yeah, I mean, that's a big thing over there to go, you know, catch them with dogs and stuff. But I said, I'd done that a lot. I want to do something different. So that was my thing, you know. 
going to Lanai and stuff. And, you know, and, and like, so, and sack ball is huge over there. Mm. And so warehouse and paper company, all the, all the operators, those guys are all actually UH football players. Okay. Cause with all those guys. So like we'd go to the big Molokai tournament, you know what I mean? So we got to oh. jump in islands and you know, that we're, you know, union. So we played play in Isle W um, tournaments and jump in islands. I mean, you can stay really busy over there between, you know, sports and hunting and, you know, yeah. Yeah. So I know, uh, you know, about soft pitch or slow pitch softball. Uh, my dad was in a league with, police department and stuff not in hawaii but i i know that's a big thing uh and it seems like a lot of fun a lot of time to you know get together with people and and build that community but uh with with the hunting the access deer so i've heard a lot i haven't had access deer i've heard it's some of the best game meat you can have would you agree with that or uh where would you rank that on your your game i definitely agree been... with it yeah it's it is and until you have it you wouldn't believe it but i used to trade out the guy House, we used to stay out and rent his vehicle truck. And anyhow, I'd bring him out me and stuff. And he's like, Wait, do you, you know, so the first time I saw, anyways, I brought him meat. And then, uh, when we killed an axis deer and had my first axis meat, it's like, Holy cow, he was it is, it's that good. So that's awesome. Yeah. So, what I guess with with axis deer, did you have a certain limit that you would do every year? Was it by seasons? What's the so What's kind of the so they have a it's basically a state current one day deal when we were there one day one saturday a month so basically half that hell was you know state owned so they're just okay. keeping the numbers down so you basically have one day to hunt we'd wow. fly over yeah. on a friday and, and you could hunt as many Sunday. as you wanted in one, one day no oh. one. okay the private side you can but not the not the state side. The state it gotcha. was a state hunt that we did. So you had to draw. They and they had you know, so basically they had an archery season, the front end of I wanna say it was I can't remember, nine days, whatever, some weird number, seven, nine days. And then um a muzzleloader. They had like two or three weekends of muzzleloader, then there was rest was rifle. So we'd muzzleload. You can it's hard to draw a rifle hunt. Well, I've done plenty of muzzleloading, so and you can actually use a scope over there. So, okay. guaranteed draw with a muzzleloader. So we just muzzleload it. So, that makes sense. It's yeah. a little. It it's um. You still got to get closer than a rifle, uh. But it you know they're they're pretty jumpy animals from what I understand. Again, I don't have any experience with them, but uh, I know a lot of people that have hunted, whether it be Lanai or in Texas, uh, or other places that they're available. And they say that they're they're pretty jumpy. They um, are, yeah. And and it's do you so the the idea behind that is that they were they were bred, um, you know, in their DNA to be chased by tigers, basically, because that's where they're from is the, the Indian area. Is that, mm -hmm. is that correct? Yeah. And uh, and so that's why they're so jumpy. But uh, so you would get one, you know, one axis deer a year. Um, they're not very big. So how else did you supply yeah. your your game meat for? For your time in Hawaii, didn't whatever, whatever I you know whenever like my game died or whatever you know what I mean. But other than that, yeah. But those things actually are pretty good size. There's some that are really big bodied, the mature ones. But anyhow, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So you would yeah. fly from Hawaii to come to Idaho to hunt. Yep. Yeah. 
So what would bring you off the island to to fly over here, which isn't cheap, and and hunt uh, in Idaho? What what were you hunting? What would you come over here to hunt? Usually deer, but okay. you miss you miss the mountains. <laughs> yeah. You miss it's a different deal, you know. I mean, so yeah, you can you can kind of you know you can, you can get your kind of get your hunting pick, you know. But it's not it's not the same. Why hunting's not near the same as coming here, you know? So yeah. So would you say like you're more in the camp of you you like to hunt? deer over elk or is there a specific species that you you prefer to hunt uh, deer and elk are my two favorite but archery elk's hard to beat i really enjoy that so yeah i definitely agree and uh and idaho idaho has some pretty good opportunities for that um, oh definitely I know, I know the northern area of idaho is kind of getting torn up right now with wolves but um i know there's some there's some other good areas for sure I'm sure you know you know all the good spots. Haven't been hunting there for a while. You are, um, yeah. You do are. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, you know, I guess walk us through. So you you went to Hawaii for seven years, and then did you move to Idaho from there, or what was next in your? Back to California, and then okay. so yeah. So what yeah. took what took you back to California? Just a family. Just everything. Work and. And then you came up to Idaho. Was the draw to Idaho because you just enjoy hunting it so much, or was there something else that brought you up here? Just the get out the rat race and just you know everything. Yeah, it was it was time. So yeah. Well, with with so many other options, though, I guess what I'm what I'm trying to get at is why why Idaho over like Utah, Montana, Wyoming. Why, why Idaho? What draws you to Idaho? What draws me to Idaho? Everything. I mean, you have everything right here. Like this, I mean, you know what I mean? Year round. I mean, it's, I just love Idaho. It's cool. And, yeah. That's awesome. So, That's awesome. You know and, what I mean? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, my, my experience is in Idaho. Um, you know, I, I know people that, that absolutely love it. I know it's a, it's a joke that it's, that's where all the potatoes come from, um, which I love potatoes. So I'm surprised I haven't ended up in Idaho, but, uh, you know, there, there's definitely a lot of it's beautiful mountains. Um, it's got some good weather. You get snow, but you also get a good summer, uh, not too hot, et cetera. And, uh, lots of opportunities for hunting as well, for sure. Um, I know, you know, that that's probably changed. You've probably even seen that change over the years. Uh, the hunting opportunities in Idaho. What what's kind of your take on that? Um, having been hunting there for for a while, um, wh- what have you seen that's changed that maybe concerns you that we should be you know maybe stepping up and taking action on or you know what what are you seeing up there? What am I seeing? A lot of pressure. Way too many people starting you know combat hunting <laughs> now. Seriously, uh, but that's a whole nother subject. We've been on on that forever, but. <laughs> There's just, you know, the pressure's under a hundred pressure, you know, so it's, it's changed a lot. Spots you used to have all to yourself that you got, you know, spiked into the other, you know, there might be five guys in there, you know, it's just, you know, guys, you're dropping pins and I, you don't have, you don't scout, you know, putting boot leather down more, you, you know, 
So it just, I mean, that, you know, I mean, that, we could go on and on about that. It's just, everything's changed. Yeah. And the fact that this, like in this valley, I mean, you know, the population's doubled and, you know, it's like, so, you know, you've got the, all these general over the counter hunts, dude, you, you know, you're going to find a spot to camp if you go on any of the, you know, the easy stuff, <laughs> you know, seriously, it's, it's crazy. So, yeah. But yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. And, and, you know, it's, it's something that I, I kind of battle with myself a little bit because, uh, there, there's definitely more, there's been an uptick in the amount of people, especially since COVID, uh, that wanted to get outdoors and enjoy the outdoors, which I absolutely love. Uh, but at the same time, it can get, it can get a little frustrating when you are out there, like you said, combative, combative hunting uh, when you're trying to get to the spot first or, you know, have, have a slight advantage over, um, you know, another hunter so you can get to the spot that you've been scouting or uh, whatever it may be. Um, so I guess, uh, you know, you, you moved to Idaho and then, uh, throughout this entire time, you've been welding, you've been a mechanic, you've been in metalwork, you've been doing all of these things. Uh, what, I guess you, you told us that you started by simply making your own mount and then other people wanted you to make them for them. Uh, you know, was it just all based on word of mouth? Is that really, is that how you've spread the business? It was word of mouth to begin with. And then, you know, this social media stuff started up. So I started, you know, I'd send hangers, you know, to people to try. So I basically got, you know, everybody now, you know, so, you know, Brian call Ryan and, you know, all those guys you know, basically promoting, you know, I'm letting those guys are promoting my hangers, you know, that's kind of what I've been doing. And decided to push it a little bit more, you know, I mean, people, you know, people wanted them and needed them. So what, I mean, they're my platforms. I'm just using, all, you know, all those guys to, I just want to build stuff. I'm not into the social yeah. media. I like meeting people and talking to people, but as far as posting and, you know, doing any of that, I don't want to part of that. Um, so, yeah, I'm just letting the product speak for itself. I mean, you know, these, these, you know, people like it and, you know, and just, you know, just decided to grow it a little bit more here the last few years. And that's what, you know, like I said, just get them in the hands of these guys that, you know, have the big platforms and that's, that's about, that's it. You yeah, know, no, for so, sure. So, yeah. I mean, I, I could go on and, and, and talk to people about, you know, the, the quality and uh, everything that I see from your mounts. But I guess I, what I want to hear from, from you is kind of your, your journey through metalworking, not necessarily just the mounts, but how is it that, I guess, what, what can you remember about when you first started metalworking and your journey up to now kind of walk us through that. Um, as you've, you know, you've been in different States, you've had different life circumstances uh, and then you kind of stumbled into this with creating your own mounts and then everyone else wanted them because they function well, uh, they're quality and they look great. Uh, but walk us through, I guess, start us from the beginning. When you graduated high school, what was your first metalworking job? Well, so I worked at a, a little family owned business and, you know, they did all custom work there and actually built, we used to build water tanks that mm. you actually built by hand. I mean, you hand riveted them and, you know, it was, it was pretty cool. 
Then I went for the fab shop in, well, I grew up in Hollister. That's where I was born and raised. Then there was two big fab shops in town and I got lucky enough that this guy kept coming by the, the shop that I worked at, you know, in high school, right out of high school was uh, kind of like the hanging out spot after work. And this one guy used to stop by all the time and kept asking me if I was going to go to work for him. And finally, the, you know, my message, he's like, my he's like, you know what, you need to go to work for me. So they walked me in the office and, you know, like I worked there for nine years. So that's when you get started getting these old big, you know, presses and, you know, sheer, all the cool, all the cool uh, tools and stuff, you know, and equipment. And so that was cool. So that kind of, when I, so when I went to Hawaii, they have a huge, a big old test you have to take to be a, they called it a class one mechanic welder. And they needed three guys to, they wanted three mechanics. I happened to walk in there. They're coming to long story short, they'd have two, like two guys, two break rooms full of applicants and people taking the test. Only two guys passed it. I walked in there and I took it in the boss's office and I passed as a third guy to pass the test out of two break room full of people. And that was just, I'm not, you know, I'm not, it wasn't college yet. It was all experience. It's just stuff that I had done, which is common knowledge to people in my field. You know what I'm saying? The stuff you learn just, you know, from other people and, you know, and through work, it was, it was kind of cool because, you know, I had no idea. I just thought everybody could do that. You do this stuff, you know, and, uh, so, you know, and it just kept evolving. I got to build catwalk, just different stuff to make jobs easier there and while I was in Hawaii, which they actually paid you to do that. If you could make, you know, stuff that would make the job go faster, because we were constantly, you know, tearing those machines down and they big roll, you know, all kinds of stuff where, I mean, we're talking, you know, big stuff where you're using cranes and this and that and lifts, you know. And so I was figuring out easier ways, you know, to, to do, get those jobs done quicker. So it's just kind of, I don't know, it's just something you look back on it. Again, you're just trying to figure out how to make jobs easier at the time, but it all kind of, you know, kind of leads to this, you know, where, yeah, I guess not everybody has the niche. You, you kind of thought that was a deal, you know, but yeah. So it's just, a, you know, just a ton of different experience, Yeah. That, you know, and that's just where, you know, like falls into this deal. And I, like I said, you're in the, you know, it's, it's a cool industry. I get to, you know, right. I wouldn't be talking to you right now. You know, I've met so many people by doing this, you know, and so that, that's what I like about it more than anything is, right. you know, the people I get to meet and yeah, it's cool, you know, and making people happy. I mean, you know, some of this stuff's once in a lifetime, like these moose, I've probably hung probably eight Alaskan moose in the last three months, you know, and that was all from, you know, doing, you know, people see, you know, seeing Ryan's, you know, and so that's pretty cool. Those suckers are big and heavy and nobody's doing that. You know what I mean? So, I mean, those are, you know, a lot of these guys aren't going back again. So I get to hang their once in a lifetime trophy. So, you know, yeah, pretty cool. So, but. That's just what it's kind of led up to, you know, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I've done a lot of other projects here for people, you know, fixing, you know, farm equipment. I do all commercial tires, go to the commercial tire, go to, I built all their tire racks for every one of their stores, 
and then, you know, all my stuff, you know, powder coated, you know, I'm real picky. My stuff's like super clean and, you know, those guys get whatever they wanted. They come, you know, come to me on it, man. It's like, you know, I just, you know, I guess I do quality work. <laughs> so, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that you guess, I, and I know you're, you're, you're being, you're being humble and probably not on purpose. You're, you're one of those guys that genuinely, uh, you love what you do. You're not looking for, for the spotlight. Um, and you just enjoy, like you said, meeting the people that you get to meet and, and hearing their stories about, right. um, you know, about different animals from everything from like me, my first bull is hanging on, on one of your mounts to people that get to do those life uh, once in a lifetime hunts and come to you, uh, for the mount that gets to hang their once in a lifetime animal for the rest of their lives. And then probably on generations, I mean, your, right. your hangers are going to, you know, keep those keep those animals up on, on walls and, and, uh, in, you know, gyms or offices or wherever it may be, uh, for, for generations. And so I think that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, you know, it's, it's something that lasts a long time. So, so you say you powder coat everything. Um, is that you powder coat everything on, uh, like your mounts as well? What do you, yeah, my, every, all, all the, all my hangers are powder coated unless you don't want Yeah. Yeah. It's so just, I guess well, well, for someone like me that doesn't, I I know there's there's better processes and worse processes. Like taking a spray can to a piece of metal is not the best way to take care of that metal. But powder coating is, I know it's one of the better, if not the best, ways to do it. Um, walk us through why powder coating versus maybe a different uh, coating that you would you would be able to put on them. Well, so the deal is so like. And the other thing is, so all my horseshoes are brand new. All those, right? So, but basically, it's sandblasted, mm. and then that powder coating finish is baked on, so it's durable. I mean, it's you know, it'll never rest on you. I mean, you can probably drop, you know, you screw up and drop, you know, they're just it makes them tough, and it's just to me, it's the only way to go. Um, you know, and my thing, my other deal is um, basically, I. You're going to, I build stuff for you. Like I'd build it for me, take it or leave it. I mean, that's, you know, I'm not going to cut corners or, you know, I, you know, that's been kind of my deal. And I've, you know, these things are a total overkill. I had a guy tell me, you got to, you know, hang a carcass. You can hang a carcass on, you know, an elk carcass on my dang, you know, seriously on my elk hanger. You know, if you hooked up, you could, you know, if you could anchor it, it, you, you know, so it's like, you know, I just, I, you know, I overkill everything and I build stuff for you like I build it for me. So, uh, you know, why not do it right? <laughs> you know, I just, I agree. I love I just, that. That's, I love that's that the way to go. Yeah. I love that you don't cut corners. And I just, for me, I just didn't know like the difference between like coating, powder coating. I obviously know rattle can, like right. that's something I could do. Uh, probably not even the best, but I, I could do it. Right. But uh, what what what's the difference between powder coating and seracoding? Because it sounds similar to where it's baked on. It it's pretty similar, but you know, like they're just there's way more. So like seracoding is going to be more for starters, mm. and you don't have you know like so the powder coaters. There's way you know you have your choice. There's way more powder coaters. They got huge, you know. So to me, that was that's an easy choice for me. I mean, you could seracode them. You could do all kinds of you know. But that's just what I choose and. Uh, you know, 
that's that, that's the way to go for this product. I mean, you know, you wouldn't powder coat a rifle barrel, but <laughs> or an yeah. Saratoga, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, uh, for hangers, that's the, to me, that's a finish you want as bad. Yeah. So that's awesome. I, I love yeah. it that you're you're treating your products like something that you would be proud to put on your own wall. You're not just mass manufacturing and and sending it out that way. Well, that's uh, a so, difference. Yeah. Yeah. The others, you know, that's 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 what separates my stuff from the you know everybody else's. You know, it's not just you know punched up my hanger. These so this uh, like that I my plaques. You see, I mean, they're eighth inch thick. Do you need an eighth inch? No, but you know what? It's going to stay flat. You will. T- you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's a little overkill. I make a, I make a 16 gauge one with a tab. You just push out. It, you know, if you just want that for you know deer and small stuff, but this is a whole nother. You know, the state hangers with the horseshoes. They're stuck. And that just, no, you sure. know. My name, I'm signing my name to him. I, you know, I don't want to be like, you know, look at this piece of junk. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So yeah. uh, walk us through, I guess. So you started with a wall mount and then um, is this right here beside you? Is that your bear? This is a wolf. This is a wolf I oh, killed. Sorry. Oh, yeah. okay. Never mind. I couldn't see the angle. Yeah. Yeah. Is that who's, is that your wolf? Yeah. Yeah. That's, so, that's a that's a big skull that's a no, big boy they, <laughs> no this thing actually sat in the initial ascent booth at the expo the pro you look at any all oh, those podcasts they did yeah all three you know four days or whatever yeah they I got this thing got to sit on that table and no there was just a you know so i make a bunch of three or four different hangers for you know skulls like this i got them where you know the predator skulls you can put them on the wall um yeah, you could go look at initial ascents website and see them all or you know go on my uh instagram page and look also but i do all kinds of different stuff you know i actually make a i make a we call it the predator fold i make a you know a pole where you can adjust them up and slide them up and down and uh, on a tube and all different angles all different heads um yeah so that's awesome yeah, there's a lot so, of different, you know, I, there's a, I mean, I, I'd shoot. There's a lot of different, you know, applications for, you know, just depending on what you want. But like this here, you can put deer on it. You know, this is like kind of, you know, you put a ton of stuff on here and you can adjust the angle just by sliding. You can slide the skull on farther. Like antelope looks super cool on these, you know, smaller, but I mean, so yeah, that's kind of like my old purpose there you know but yeah yeah no for sure that that's really cool uh so i imagine in your house you've got a lot of of mounts yeah what would be (laughs) i was gonna say what would be your your favorite like if you could tell one story of a hunting story or an animal that you've killed uh that you have hanging up on your wall uh what what's the one that really stands out above the rest for you if you walked into everything's pretty much in my shop so if you walk in the shop the first thing you're going to see is a wall of <laughs> bucks with a with a life-size uh, that wolf which i actually killed buck on but i'd have to say the best story i got a jump and kept it all time i had a cat's i don't know where he was sneaking on me like 
bow range mm-hmm. that I that I end up shooting right, you know, right a dark rifle. And you know, they're curious as it goes. Was he gonna? Was it gonna hit me? Maybe. Don't know, but that was probably that was a cool story. You know, by myself sneaking along, looking <clears throat> looking into this off this this ledge, this rim where I'd seen a buck the night before, and all I could see one side of him, and I catch moving off to my left, and it's this big tom, just. And he just froze, you know, and his old tails. Well, I mean, I, you know, they're curious. So was he going to, you know, was he going to hit me or not? I don't know, but I got a lion tag in my pocket. And he, anyways, it kind of jumped into the shot. All right. Back from some, some technical difficulties, but uh, you were telling us about the curious Tom that had snuck up on you uh, and you had a mountain lion tag in your pocket. So you, you got him. You were saying that was one of your favorite predator hunts well it's it's super cool it's like like, dude how cool it is to be able to kill one without you know like that you know by yourself hunting deer i'm like yeah i mean i've all you know you've you know i've never had i've had a few chances but never actually got to you know get a shot because you're usually trying to you know they're sneaky unless you catch them laying out whatever you know but anyhow that was kind of a cool experience and then my buddy RJ at uh, Hunter's Choice Taxidermy, he does a really cool action modify his farm spare. He's got you jumping off a rock. So, he, yeah, it's jumping off a rock above some bucks in my shop, and it's just, a, it, you know, it's cool. So, you know, that's kind of like the, that gets everybody's attention. Between that and the wolf, it's kind of, kind of cool. So, got you know, got pictures, got the skull underneath it and all that, you know, and so... That is pretty yeah. cool. It's a little creepy to think that they were able to, he's able to sneak in on you that close, but um, they are very, they're very stealthy. Uh, yep. I mean, you wouldn't even know they're there unless you, like you said, you happen to catch them out of the corner of your eye or um, you get lucky and see them, but they're, they're all over the place. They're watching you all the time. Just, you know, I'm not, you know, didn't, didn't freak me out. You know what I mean? It's all good. Yeah. I mean, if you knew how many times you were being watched out one close to you, hmm. You know, so it's just one of those deals. So, yeah. Yeah, between mountain lions, bears, coyotes, wolves up in Idaho in that area, yeah. I mean, you're always being watched by something. Yeah. And cats are curious, you know, so, yeah. So, yeah, my buddy got one a couple of years ago. It was like, I want to say it was an inch or two away from the state record. It was a big Tom. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, he, he's, just over six foot tall and holding it up i mean it was taller than he was on his hind legs like this thing was big and um and he was it was heavy i mean it was probably at least 180 pounds if not more i mean it was a big old cat and uh it's just crazy to think that they're just walking around out there and that's i mean that's their that's their territory that's their home turf and um you got to have a respect for them you know we were we were out in colorado uh elk hunting and one of my buddies was coming back from another spot that he'd been and he saw some some hikers and he you know he was like oh you know they were all they were in Tiva. it was kind of cold that night it had actually gotten down to like the low 40s high 30s and uh and these guys were out there walking around their Tiva sandals and you know they're they're all patagonia out and they've got all the you know the the kind of the the hippie you know earth loving want to get out and enjoy nature kind of people and um 
and they had this little dog with him and he so he stops and he was like hey uh he was like just to let you know you might want to keep your dog on a leash and they were like they're like why we're out here in nature like there's it's not going to bother anybody who does it matter he was like oh no no it's not about bothering people it's that that's the perfect snack <laughs> and they were really? like they were like what are you talking about he was like oh there's there's mountain lions and bears all through this area i mean he's like i'm i'd be surprised if you hadn't stepped by multiple piles of scat you know while you were just out on your hike and they were like they were like what and they they he said it was so funny to see how unaware they were and obviously they were hikers they they enjoyed hiking but how yeah. unaware they were that they were you know amidst these predators that they have no idea and there's so many people that walk around like that they just don't have they don't have any idea what they're what they're walking around with Right. I mean, you're out there actively hunting, and it almost snuck up on you. You know. <laughs> so, right. No, no, because you know, but yeah, you're in their you're in their world. So exactly. Yeah. What, what would you say? Um, you know, as far as predators go, uh, that you enjoy pursuing the most. You know, bears, wolves, cougars, or is it more of an opportunity style? while you're out hunting deer and you happen to come across one so like yeah i mean i've 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 hunted a couple of times with my buddies with the towns you know with the, with the cats and uh you know the wolves the wolves if i you know have more time they'd be fun to hunt you know i do bears are fun i don't you know but as far as the predator deal goes it's like it's been more opportunity than anything i just make sure i have all the tags i mean you're out you're hunting right so you know, obviously, you see a cat or a wolf, it's getting at you, you know, I mean, yeah, so, you know, I, I killed my wolf on, you know, first hour opening day of deer season one year, you know, it's like, it doesn't get any better than that, you mm -hmm. know, so, yeah, just more, you know, you're hunting, right, it's just, <laughs> so. You know, yeah. whatever you glass up. I mean, obviously you hunt stuff like bears, you hunt different. And we do as yeah, far yeah. as spring bear hunt, that's obviously different. But as far as, you know, hey man, you know, you never know what you're going to glass up or what you're going to run into. I mean, half the time you go back for your second, you pack the rest of your elk out, archery hunt, and there's a, you know, you got a bear on it. You know, so you always make, we always make sure we hang our quarters away from the carcass, let them have that, you know, and so, yeah. No, I definitely get that. That's that's awesome. Um, I guess just to kind of wrap things up here a little bit, what what are some things that maybe we haven't hit on with your hangers or even about your story uh, that you'd like to share with people or even someone that's maybe wanted to get into metal work? Um, you know, maybe some tips for them or, or some pointers. What What's something you want to leave with the audience? What do I want to leave with the audience? That's a good question as far as... You know, I guess, I mean, my biggest thing, I mean, for this, you know, the skull hangers is, you know, giving my customer exactly what they want. To me, that's the most important thing of, you know, what I do, you know, and as far as that goes, that works for, you know, whatever you're doing, right? So, you know, give it 100%, do quality work and, you know. Fair price, you know, and that's 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 what I strive for, you know. I want my customer happy. I mean, I mean, I do, you know, I do whatever it takes 
to make sure, you know, if there's, a, you know, if somebody's having an issue or whatever, I get people that don't realize my, so like my, my, my XL, you know, like you, that hanger right there, you got behind you. Mm -hmm. People don't know you can, you can adjust it. Skulls are so different. And that's probably the biggest thing um, people got to understand, you know, they think it's not adjustable. Oh, it's adjustable. You just make sure it's not under that shot. You bet, push down on it, slide it on, you know, that's the biggest thing I've learned. And, you know, through all this, I've been doing long enough that, so you take an average on your angle and everything got everything. So basically it's basically to bend down than up, you know what I'm saying? And, and the elk, I mean, they're so easy. You slide them on, if the back's it, you just slide up before that top tab's not over the top of that skull. Push down on it, you know, give it two, three, four inches, whatever you want off the, you know, the, the backs off that wall and you're good to go. Um, so, yeah. That's awesome. That's no, basically, I, I, I mean, that, yeah. I mean, and again, I mean, you know, the cast site, you know, that's, you know, you want to buy one, go to, you know, jump on initial ascents website and, you know, custom stuff, hit me up, you know, look at my Instagram stuff. Cause you know, I do have most of my pictures and stuff on there and feel free to call. You have an idea, you know, come up. It's, it's like this sign. I got, you know, you never know that those eyes are actually pinned back there on the back piece, trying to figure out how to cut this out and make it cool. You know, uh, yeah, anything's possible. Give, you know, give the customer what they want. So, oh yeah. hundred percent. No, I, you know, I definitely definitely understand that and you do a really good job i mean you obviously quality work again years decades of experience um that's something that that you can't really put a price tag on uh you you definitely show that you make quality work and you're passionate about what you do you love getting outdoors you love hunting uh you love that lifestyle and then of course you enjoy the people that you get to interact with as you get to build their custom pieces or even again hearing the stories of the people that are putting their their bull, their buck, their predator head, whatever it is on your mount. Um, and they, they get to tell you that story. So that that's awesome. Uh, you should even do, I think it'd be cool to do like a, like a book or like an encyclopedia of Jim's stories, right? Of people that have told you their stories uh, of, of all their, their different animals. That, that'd be pretty cool to, to have. Uh, but yeah, Jim, I, I really appreciate it guys. Um, you know, out there listening, go check out Jim's work. I'll leave his Instagram down below so you can reach out to him if you want anything custom done. Also, uh, like I said, I put my bull, my first bull up on this mount and uh, it won't be the last by, by any means. Uh, definitely recommend the Iron Mountain Skull Hangers and uh, you guys go check them out. You're going to get, again, over 40 years worth of experience into your, into your hanger. It's going to hold it for generations to come and you'll be able to tell stories while it's hanging up on a custom mount or on a horseshoe mount or how whatever you choose to go with with jim so uh again thanks jim i really appreciate your time thanks for hopping on here and uh, like i always say guys get out love your life and love it thank you